Dear grad student, I am breaking my rule. I am doing the one thing I said that I would never do. Actually, two things that I said that I would never do, but I only said one of them out loud. The first being that I promised that I would never have an episode where I was alone in my office talking to myself. And here we are. And the second being that I usually script what I'm going to say. It's not forced or anything like that, but I typically just want to make sure I say all the things that I need and it's easier to not have to remember things if I write it down and I make sure I stay concise, but I'm just going to wing it today. And the reason that I'm winging it, the reason that I'm sitting alone talking to myself in my office, the reason that there was not an episode this past Monday is because Luke and I have suffered an incredible loss. Our cat, Catalope, who was named because he was orange like a cantaloupe, was four years old when he passed away two weeks ago now. He had no health conditions. He had no health symptoms. He was playing with us. We were getting snuggles at two o'clock in the morning. Luke went out to go play video games because he's now on night shift and I was going to bed. And I heard a strange noise coming from under our bed and I looked at him and thought maybe he was having a seizure. And then I ran and I grabbed Luke. And by the time we got back to the bedroom and pulled him out from under the bed, you know, he was kind of just taking his last breaths. We rushed him to the emergency vet and... He he was gone he was gone before we left the apartment, but we just didn't know what else to do and we thought, you know, maybe he just passed out. We just we didn't know. And so the vet said he probably threw a clot, which unfortunately is an incredibly painful way to die. But I never had to live in in an anxious place waiting for this shoe to drop. He had the best life. It wasn't the longest, but he had the best life. I got Catalope my very first year of grad school, and Luke and I had had his name picked out for years because I thought that it would be funny to name a cat after an inanimate object. And I thought, I want to name an orange cat after an orange thing. I'll name it after a cantaloupe because I wanted a long name and I just think that I'm funny. And of course, you know, Luke was up in arms that I wasn't making it a pun. And so the name cantaloupe was born. And my first semester of grad school was really tough for Luke and I. I think we talked about this in our episode, but he was depressed. I was adjusting to adulthood and lost and really lonely and living in a new state and farther from home than I've ever been. And I was actually afraid of cats. I didn't know what to do with them. I thought they were cute to look at, but I didn't understand their behavior. I didn't know how to read them. I didn't want to deal with a litter box or smelly things. So it wasn't that I was anti-cat, but I was scared to take that step. And then one night on Snapchat, a girl that had been in a class that I TA'd had posted a picture of these two kittens hiding behind a toilet. (laughs) And the caption said, if anyone wants a kitten, DM me. And I saw an orange one and I thought, what the heck? 
And I responded and I said, well, haha, you know, if you're ever in Cincinnati, let me know. And she's like, well, I'm going to be there in two weeks. And two weeks later, we drove up to Cincinnati. We picked up Catalope and he fell asleep for the entire drive on Luke's legs. The first day that we had Catalope, the first two days, really, it was the middle of December. We had a Christmas tree up, which was also my first time having a Christmas tree since I'm Jewish. I guess my dad had one, but, you know, in my own house. And I was so done with that cat. (laughs) I was crying hysterically both days when Luke came home from work because I didn't know what to do with him. This little four-pound cat was launching himself into the Christmas tree and knew that I didn't like it, but was literally having the time of his life. I have so many pictures from those days of him with like the craziest kitten eyes you've ever seen staring back at me as he's like eating the tree from the inside. And then sometime day three or day four, it all changed. And I fell in love with an animal like I have never, have never loved an animal before. And over, jeez. <laughs> and over the past couple of years, I have had the privilege of connecting with the soul of another animal and to have my life touched by his. Luke and I have lost a cat before, unfortunately. About a year into Catalope's life, We thought that it would be cute and fun to get him a brother. And so we adopted Fitzgerald, and he was this tiny, long-haired kitten who had an upper respiratory infection that never went away. And about a month and a half into having him, we found out that he had FIP, which is a fatal disease in cats. There is now treatment that you can buy in the black market, and it works, but that didn't exist then. So... The first two cats that Luke and I ever adopted are now gone, and I'm glad that we have our other cat, Ellington, and that we're still working on that other cat, Juniper, who's just such a love, and she hasn't left our side, but um, it's been really hard. I am really thankful for Zoloft. (laughs) I have to say that that has probably saved me from complete devastation and I'm just saying that out loud to say that I'm not ashamed that my antidepressant is really helping me right now. And so I've been able to sort of healthily process what has been going on these past two weeks, that I'm glad we were both home. I'm glad that we both were awake. I'm glad that we both saw it and did everything that we could and got medical closure. You know, if we had come home and just found him dead, or if we had slept through it, or if only I had been home and I dealt with that alone, I... I don't know how I would be or where I, I don't know what I would do to process that. So the doctor said that he probably had underlying heart disease, which I guess was confirmed by us mentioning that he had randomly had, you know, limp back legs a a year or so back. Turns out that's a symptom of heart disease in cats. We just thought he was asleep on one of his legs because he was fat. So underlying heart disease, which often has no symptoms, and we were just unlucky enough that our cat threw a clot. But I really don't want to talk about that for the rest of however long I'm talking to myself in my office today. If you're still listening, 
I would really like to talk about why I think you should adopt a cat or a pet in grad school. I can't tell you about owning a dog. Luke is allergic and he just walks dogs with Rover. (laughs) But if you're somebody who likes a little bit of structure to your day, I guess a dog could be helpful. But when you start grad school, and maybe one day I will really dive into what the start of grad school was like for me more than just when I talk about in episodes with guests. But when you start grad school, it is really, really lonely. People around you understand kind of what's going on, but this can vary lab to lab and program to program. Almost everyone else in your life has no idea or understanding of what grad school is like. And I know that all of you listening, you know, being in the middle of November, you understand what I'm talking about by this point. So you're kind of alone in your own little world and you find things to fill it and you find things that make you feel less lonely. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But I feel like for me, the thing that turned it all around was having to take care of something else. Waking up every day and having that kitten jump up on the bed and run to me and the joy of watching him scarf down food faster than I could even tell him to slow down and playing with that animal and having that animal fall asleep on me and being able to cry to that animal and it not changing how they feel about you, how they look at you, how much they love you, that kind of unconditional love. I really cannot stress how crucial that can be to grad school. It completely changed my life. When you think about responsibility and you think about grad school and you think about the cost, all of these things can be prohibitive to adopting a pet. And I am certainly somebody who has spent enough money on animals. (laughs) However, I really do think that it is worth it if it is something that you can afford. And if it's something that you can't afford, then I recommend that maybe you do what I'm planning on doing when COVID things slow down. I will be volunteering at my local animal shelter to play with kittens and help socialize them I have never taken care of an animal like I've taken care of Catalope. I used to joke that I birthed him, that he came from my womb, which to some level I still believe. And I learned how to be a cat mom because of him. And so in his memory forever, every cat that I interact with and understand how to communicate with and understand how to love and take care of will all be because of what he taught me. And so if I were to impart any wisdom, I suppose, on all of you, it would be learning how to love something makes life bigger, makes life not just grad school and the bubble that can so easily consume us. So I will be volunteering at my shelter and cuddling with cats and teaching them what it means to be loved unconditionally as they hopefully will get to do for another human when they are adopted. Luke and I are planning at some point to adopt another kitten because Ellington is not a solo cat. Watching him run around meowing for Catalope, looking for him, isolating himself is devastating, but we're able to all sort of lean on each other through this. And 
I continue on and I grieve. And this is one of my first true experiences with grief. I'm extremely privileged to say that most of my grandparents are alive and those that have passed, I was quite young. And when Fitz died, we'd only had him a month and a half. So the grief was rather the the sudden devastating nature of it as opposed to this like long relationship that we held. But when Catalope died, I think part of me changed. And I want to say part of me died because that sounds extremely dramatic, but I do feel different. Grief is weird. And I never understood what other people needed. And so many people have responded to me online and gave me advice like, it'll never stop hurting, but it'll get better. And, you know, I would say something like, this is my worst fear. And they're like, yeah, mine too. And I'm like, okay, but this happened to me. And it's just been confusing. And the Zoloft has meant that I haven't felt like dying, uh, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it almost confused me. Like, did he not mean as much? So it's been a really confusing time. But I think what I've learned about grief through this process is that you should reach out to people in your life if they've lost somebody, even if you don't know what to say. The people who have just checked in with me and I've just been able to say thank you for checking in, it has meant a lot. And I know that I said that this episode was going to be about why to adopt an animal, but I just don't have almost anything more to say than I already have. The way that an animal can enrich your life and make it mean more than grad school and make it a responsibility that's not just on you, but is fulfilling. It it brings you joy. It brings you just layers and layers deep of love that not even humans can give in most cases, unless maybe you have a child. I don't know. I don't have one. But if you're thinking about adopting an animal and you're not sure if now is the right time, I challenge you to explore that a little bit more, to consider how you might make time, because there are lots of cats and dogs and birds and bunnies that need homes. And if you have any questions about owning cats in grad school, I would be happy to talk to anybody. And I just think to have the privilege to show something love and be its entire world is not one that I take lightly. And I hope is something that all of you get to experience at some point or another, whether it be a human child or a pet or a cat, a fat, fat orange tank of a cat named Catalope. And so with that, I think that I'll go because I don't have much more to say and I'm just rambling alone in my office and I just wanted everyone to know what was going on. And so the plan for the podcast right now, I want to be back next Monday. It'll probably be the Monday after that. I am reconfiguring my schedule, organizing all the guests all over again, but the podcast is not going anywhere. Catalope was with me through the beginning of the podcast. I have this selfie I posted on my personal Instagram, podcasting with him. So he's part of this. And of course, I will be continuing on. If you have the time or the energy, I would love to hear about anyone who is inspired to go volunteer at their local Humane Society. If anyone has the resources and would like to donate to their local rescue or other humane society group in your area in Catalope's name, 
that would be absolutely incredible or just in your own pet's name or who cares. Let's help save pets. And uh, I think that's it. We're doing okay. And life will continue on. And there are lots and lots and lots of cats that I can't wait to love. And they will all know where I learned it. And Catalope will be my baby forever. He will always be my first cat. And he will always be the cat that changed my life. And I am really, really lucky that I got to be his mom. I'll talk to you all soon. Hashtag bye. connect with Dear Grad Student on Twitter at Dear Grad Student, on Instagram at Dear Grad Student Pod, and on Facebook at Dear Grad Student. Everything that you need for the podcast can be found on the podcast website at deargradstudent.com. If you're looking for merch, you can go to the website, click merch in the menu at the top, or look me up on Redbubble. If you just want to listen to me ramble online, you can find me on Twitter at Alana underscore Gloger. That's E-L-A-N-A underscore G-L-O-G-E-R. And of course, everything for this podcast is made possible by the amazing podcast patrons. If you want to help out, you can join them at patreon.com slash deargradstudent for one, three, five, or ten dollars a month. If you want to help out the podcast in other ways, you can leave a review. Best place for that is Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Google Podcasts. Be sure that you are following Dear Grad Student on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you find your other favorite shows to be sure that you are notified when each episode goes live. As a reminder, all resources and links mentioned in today's episode can be found in the description. And until next time, warmest regards, best wishes, sincerely, Alana. Thank you.